1: visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh.
0: Welcome to
2: the program. It's Thursday. That means... It is the date day edition of the show. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And this is The Word to Stand On for Life, a program dedicated to taking your phone calls and answering your questions, life questions, Bible questions. Today, whatever Paula wants to answer, she's here. All you have to do is pick up the phone and dial 210-340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR, that's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com, or you can use our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app. And as always, especially on a day with the streets all wet, the safest way to call if you're driving in your car is to use the free KSLR mobile app. Just hit the call now banner at the top of the screen. You'll be connected directly to our studio producer. Welcome to the show, baby. Thank you, baby. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I had to enunciate. Yes, that's right. Because I didn't want to get slapped.
3: That's right. Yeah. It's been a fun day already, and we're kind of crazy in the office. Restroom, kitchen, studio, counseling room—it's all one thing. in about we could all there's four of us in this room. We could all touch standing up. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a funny day. I don't know. I just got tickled. So you—you
2: um, you are ditching me Saturday. You're—you're going to be speaking at a women's conference in Bastrop.
3: You can call it ditching you, but I'll—I'll um, I'll be I, back. I'm alone. You're alone, so but I'll di- be back in the, day, babe, in the same oh, okay. day, baby. In the same day. It'll be dark when I leave, but it will probably be kind of dark. No, it, it, should, it should be okay, because I think the thing is at 4 or something. It's about an hour and a half away. It's still light by, no, maybe not. Getting close. Yeah. No, I'm leaving at 6.30 a.m., and I'll probably be home about 6.30 p.m. But, yes, I'm going to Calvary Chapel Bastrop, Um and I'm going to be speaking. Um, the, the, the theme is represent well. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And my uh, scriptures are Ephesians 4, 31 and 32, where it says, um, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, slander, and malice of all kinds. There's like harsh language in there. Well,
2: after what I just saw before we went on the <laughs> mm-hmm, air, you mm-hmm. need to work on that. You
3: know what I'm saying? People ask me to <laughs> see, teach these same scriptures quite often. <laughs> and before we even came to San Antonio, uh, that those were some of the scriptures as well that the Lord is saying, you need to get this you need to get this down Paul <laughs> instead you know and then it goes on to say be kind and considerate compassionate all those things yeah so i, I, I get asked quite often to speak on these particular scriptures and then the other one that i always uh, seem to talk about is wives submit to your husbands as to the lord every that's, single time that's your favorite thing well it's my favorite thing to have other, other people do <laughs> <laughs> And I, you always let me ask, now who really, really enjoys you know, doing that? And every once in a while, there's one hand that'll go up, and you know what it is? She a day wasn't day really when. listening.
2: No, it's a newlywed. <laughs>
3: yeah, she's yeah. probably, yeah, she probably been married about a week. Uh, but yeah, so I'm going to be teaching on those scriptures, and it should be fun. Uh, and, and you know that she is trying to uh, always lead people to Christ. Uh, he doesn't really care if we're happy. He just wants us to be obedient. And last night, the way you ended the study is if we will do things God's way, just try it, try it once. It'll turn out better. And you know, you got the Rubik's cube in here and I used to have some where, you know, when the Lord would ask me to do something via your voice, um, and I would balk at that. A hundred percent of the time, a hundred percent of the time I was wrong. But when I would just kind of close my mouth, you know, don't and not let my lip go up because I was disgusted. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Lord would always bless, and He He definitely has, and it's it's one of those things. Like Darlene used to say this to the kids in children's ministry: "Make the right choice. Just make the right choice." And I used to tell our kids, "You could come easy, or you could come hard," and. Making the right choice is you come easy, and the Lord will bless.
2: Are, are you implying that there are some things that I've done or decisions I've made that maybe you didn't agree with right away? Oh, just one or two.
3: <laughs> <laughs> We've been together 53 and yeah. fifty-three years, seven months, I, and no, six I, days. I,
2: I know before, but I mean since I've been saved. Uh, yeah, <laughs> every once in a while. And you said you've been wrong how many times?
3: I've been wrong 100%. <laughs> you, that's between you and God. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to point that out. But yeah, no, it's, I love being married to you. It gives me a lot of opportunities to um, be like Christ. How's that? Is that good? (laughs) (laughs) Works for me. Okay. As long as you
2: like hanging out with me, I'm fine. I
3: do. You know, I, I told you this morning, I really like Thursdays, but I like Wednesday night as well. You know, I like coming to church, of course, Wednesday night. But as soon as you're done and we say hi and bye to the people we love so much then it's like, Pastor on, get in the car, let's go. I'm taking you home. It's just me and you from now on. It, but a lot of times, Thursdays, you know, not that they get interrupted. We, we invite some of the other kids, you know, go out to breakfast with us or hang out, go to, a, you know, like we, I've gone to some of the kids' basketball games or something like that. But, yeah, by and large, it's just you and me.
2: Today at breakfast, we met a new man who looked just like me.
3: Oh, my goodness. You go ahead and tell that story. I apologize to those people. You go ahead. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry.
2: There was a guy that walked in the restaurant where we're sitting. We're always looking for opportunities to talk to people, but he, he walked in, and he was so big and so buff.
3: Yeah. He had to be six five or so, maybe
2: more. No, I think. don't think he was that tall, but but he just was huge, yeah. muscular. <laughs> Huge shoulders, yeah. huge biceps, mm-hmm. big old chest, mm-hmm. and he ain't no enough, body fat. Yeah, and he ain't <laughs> enough food to to cover the whole table and more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he was with his wife or girlfriend, I know, but looked like his wife. Mm-hmm. And uh, I couldn't resist, so I turned around to him and said, "You know, you're the guy that everybody is confusing me with. Yeah, they think I'm you because, well, our builds are so similar." <laughs> And and he looked at me like he didn't know what to think, and then he just started laughing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we had a new friend after that.
3: No, I don't know if it's a new friend or not, because I said I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but it was cute. Yeah. And then we get ready to leave. I can't believe you were just going to walk away. I say, Aren't you going to say bye to your brother, <laughs> your twin? <laughs> so they laughed again, but that was fun. Yeah. Well, I did always...
2: tell him, look, I said, look, you're so busy with all this food you got on this table. He was seriously packing some carbs. Oh yeah. And and with all that food, I said I didn't want to interrupt you, mm-hmm. and he laughed again. So mm-hmm.
3: and he just kept on eating. So you weren't interrupting him at all. He they just had a good time. Yep. That was sweet of you, though. Yeah, but as we walked away, I'm sure he he said he don't look anything like me. He just <laughs> <laughs> he was just white.
2: You know what he was really thinking? <laughs> what? I hope I looked that good when I'm that old.
3: Oh yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> it. That's right. That's exactly what he was thinking. What's in
2: your heart today? Paul? Oh
3: my goodness. Well i 'll talk about joy of Jesus in this in a minute, but um, the pastor 's wives reflection time if if ladies, if you haven 't listened, even some men, if you haven 't listened, you need to go back and listen they 've all been wonderful um, very instructive and encouraging. Um, Annette talked about the spiritual warfare that we all are, all are in every day, but how it 's been kicked up a notch, and you talked about the israel um, Hamas thing um but she even related it to up close and personal because we're getting ready to move into this bigger building and just the warfare that has come up um just because we're getting ready to do God's work in a bigger scale um she just named all the the tribe names and and what it's what they stood for it was just so good so go online and listen um to hear Natasha, who's been the big cheerleader, um, always a smile. But what she's been going through for the last eight months just completely changed her whole personality. Um, but the 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 warfare that she's been going through caused by physical um, ailments, um, and yet the perseverance that she's demonstrated, um, just amazing, so good. And that Tish... Um, tish. And she still, she said she still struggles with, um, she's kind of hard headed. You know, some people come easy, some people come hard. She said she uh, is a little bit on the hard headed side, and yet uh, there was a day.
2: <laughs> Pastor Ed needed a hard headed wife. <laughs> yeah.
3: There was a day when the Lord proved to her that he was trustworthy and um, the surrender that she has freely been able to you know hands down heart open, not easy, but freely being able to um, put her hands down and heart open, and then with May, who started off pastor kin 's wife <clears throat> excuse me, the last year or so um, that she 's <laughs> been going through graduated two kids, one from college, one from high school, so now there 's instead of four kids home there 's only two that change has been rather difficult, um, and then with her dad being ill. Um, watching her mom and dad kind of struggle. It's just been different, and because she lives so far away from them, it's been a, a real trial, a real test for her to trust God with them. Um, and so, yeah, it's really, you should listen to all the, all you the ladies. Know, with,
2: uh, with Pastor Ken and May, what's interesting is the two noisy Outgoing kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, noisy in a really good way. Yeah. I mean, um, always have some say. Always funny. Mm-hmm. The life apart. Well, they're the ones, and the quiet girls are left. Yeah. And so Ken and May, you know, it's like a whole new dynamic in their home, yeah. and that's neat. Can I ask you a question on the um, uh, pastor's wife's reflection? Are you also following it up with Q and A mm-hmm. and discussion? Yes. What was that like?
3: Um, well, the first week it was asked, um, what's the hardest thing about being a pastor's wife? And the hardest thing is, you know, you love people. Um, Some listen, some don't. Um, But yeah, the target that's kind of on our back, the expectations um, that I talked about, the expectations that other people have on us. And also worse than that, like you, I think you mentioned the expectations we put on ourselves. You know, we have to be a quote unquote, whatever that is. Um, perfect. We have to have all the right answers. Uh, we can never have any um, issues in our home life. Uh, if you have kids, they better be obedient. Um, they can't have opinions other than yours. And so it's it's difficult sometimes. You know,
2: I always wonder who who or what was the source of those expectations? Now, I know it's an enemy, mm-hmm. but that, that's never been communicated here by me to anybody. No. And no. I've told you a thousand times just be you. I know. I so, know. where do those expectations come from?
3: The enemy, like you say, and then even ourselves. I mean, Ron, people would ask me questions. And because I wasn't raised, you know, we went to church, but it was hooping and hollering. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't really taught the hooping Bible. We didn't holler in church. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we went to a different church. But you know it's like the kids come here if if they don't have saved parents, they come maybe once or twice a month, um, and then they go home and they're, they're this is twice twice a month here for church equals like three hours. The rest of those hours they're with other people who don't love Jesus, who won't talk about Jesus, who don't live Jesus out. Um, so that was kind of how it was at my house. I, we went to church, but The people that I lived with used the Lord's name in vain. Um, They were sleeping with other people around the corner, down the street or in the next state. Um, The language that they used was crazy. There was, I mean, yeah, a lot of drinking. Um, Yeah, so I didn't... Junkets
2: to Las Vegas.
3: Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) And that's on the church bus. Yeah. 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 Um, So, yeah, no, there was not much...
2: So you started to say people would ask you questions and you felt...
3: Oh, yeah, compelled to have an answer, you know, and that was before cell phones. Once we got the cell phone and I was a little more comfortable because before I would feel pressure to come up with an answer, you know, and then had to come home and and check that out and then find out I was wrong and have to go back, (laughs) (laughs) praying nobody died before I gave them the right answer.
2: You know, I don't know is a good answer.
3: Yeah, yeah. I learned that. Let's over time. find out together. Let's find out together. I say that quite often, but when cell phones came along, I, I, I was already a little bit more mature. I say, like, shoot, if I don't know it, hey Siri, oh I better be quiet. <laughs> call Pastor Ron, you know. And so I would, yeah, we would just call you. Okay, babe, they ask this question. What is it? <laughs> yeah, and then I'd put it on speaker,
2: <laughs> and then there you be. Okay, now what about the Q&A and the discussion after this past week?
3: After this past week, oh, um, I think somebody asked Natasha.
2: You're fun to interview.
3: You know, uh, (laughs) we're going to talk later. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody should know by now, I'm not really comfortable with this on-the-spot stuff. And uh, as I'm getting older, oh, let let me just thank you all. Thank you guys for praying for me. I didn't die at Joy of Jesus. I made it through the dancing. Okay. (laughs) So um, somebody, I think, asked Natasha um, in those dark nights, you know, um, what what really helped you. And she said, having been in the Word for so long, um, though she didn't feel like it was true, she knew it was somehow. And she would just quote scriptures to her, uh, to herself. And um, she and Will, Will really stepped up to the plate. He was God in her house. He just was always there, always encouraging, um, making sure she got up and we're just going to wash the dishes today. We're just going to wash the dishes because you had to do something. and can't just lay around, mope, and just get deeper, deeper, deeper into the depression. Um he was very encouraging, so she, it was instructive. Okay, let me see who else. Oh, somebody asked Tish, when did she um, finally surrender? And you got to, oh, yeah, that's right. So you need to show up for the Q&A, people, <laughs> because uh, that's not online. Um, but she was saying there was just this day when, um, like, she talked about an anthill. And God sees the ant anthill. God loves ants. But did God, and he sees all those ants, but did God see her? Because the, the theme was Genesis sixteen thirteen, the God who sees me. And Tish and like a lot of people, they know God is good. They know he sees, knows everything. But does he really see, know, and care about me? And that's, and one day it just clicked for her. That God saw her. She had asked for something, and he saw that, met that need, and that's when she knew. So, let me see. I don't know who else. But anyway, I can't remember everything because, you know, I'm old. (laughs) But it was really, really a – these are wonderful, wonderful ladies. Um, Keep uh, Sheba in prayer and Lachelle. Neither one of them were here. Lachelle's grandmother had died um, a week ago Monday and they had a fin- the funeral on Thursday, and then it's, spring, it's fall break here, so they needed to get out of town and just relax with their other kids. And then Sheba should be back sometime today because her dad suddenly passed away that same week on Wednesday, and she's been in Philadelphia with her mom ever since. And so they weren't they weren't here to share, but they would have been amazing as well.
2: We all go through really hard stuff. Yeah. And, and and thankfully, the women's or the pastors' wives' retreat was before yeah this stuff happened yeah. yes, so God had a chance to prepare them. A three four zero ninety five eighty hey, five. We'd love any calls or comments that you have if you're outside the local San Antonio area. Eight seven seven six three zero KSLR.
3: Okay, so the joy of Jesus Eve, um, you said. Be an aroma of Christ. We have the message of joy. And you gave us some really good guidelines. You were just being a good dad that night. I was so proud to take you home <laughs> that night, Pastor Ron. Just wanted you to know. Because um, we have the message of joy, hope, peace, and comfort. And I had a blast at at Joy of Jesus. First, I love the shirts. Whoever picked that color, I'll kiss you right on the lips. Um, but you said that Carroll Beach Chapel, San Antonio, we are the workers that God prayed for. You know, the harvest is plentiful and pray for the workers. Man, we had some workers out there. People, I think, got there as early as 7 because I got some pictures, you know, early. I was like, what time is it? It was dark out there. It was it, people were and they, the smiles. People were so happy um, to be serving. That's the one thing I've been really happy about since we got here, Pastor Ron, that I'm calling you Pastor Ron because I'm on the radio program, right? <laughs> why am I calling you Pastor Ron, babe? That's why I should be calling you, right?
2: Um, hey, as long as you call me, I don't care.
3: I know, huh? Sometimes I say, have you seen my boyfriend? And kids get upset. You know, they're like, I thought Pastor Ron was your husband. Well, he is, but he's my boyfriend, too. So, anyway, <laughs> um, you you said that we are the ones that God had prayed for. How awesome is that? You know, who, who's he prayed to? <laughs> I pray to me that Ron and Paula and Cabaret Chapel San Antonio would be faithful servants to love the people of San Antonio who don't know me or those who, you know, and, and you know how we hold our hands and we clap our fingers together and pray. How does, how does God pray? You said he prayed for us. How's he pray? I pray to me that. How cool is that? But to think we're the answer to his prayer and how, I, I, we, I just had a blast. Get there, I'm already crying, you know, just driving up to the park and seeing all those blue shirts. Just so excited to be used by the Lord. I had a blast. I was able to lead a single mom to the Lord. And, um, you know, she's, she's left her abuser, who's the father of the children. Um, and, you know, the Acts seventeen twenty six. God puts us in the exact place that we need to be to make it easier to find him. Well, she was in the clothing area, getting clothes. And Ray, Man, we had a lot of clothes. That uh, was
2: unbelievable. Yeah. Pastor One said, you know, Pastor Juan, let's stop. Um, I tell him, he's asking for clothes. We don't, we don't need clothes anymore. I said, mm-hmm. what do you mean? It's weeks to go. Yeah. He said, believe me, yeah. we don't need clothes. And the the amount of clothing that people took out of that place, and we still had tons mm-hmm. left, but the amount of clothing was just overwhelming to yeah. me.
3: Yeah. There were so many um, clothes that people brought with the price tags, not the price on them, but the tags still, that they had just bought a, a bunch of those things new to give to the people. That's what I'm saying. When God prays, he brings good stuff. So mm-hmm. it was it was amazing. So anyway, this young girl, she's afraid, alone. She's left him, three kids, and he's abusing her in front of these kids, and now she don't know what to do. Um, but she's she found a place with one of her relatives, um, but she knows God had been talking to her for a long time. And so she was absolutely ready i said so do you want jesus to be your husband and he also says he can be the father of your children so, yeah 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 so i got to lead her to the lord it was so it was really fun i wasn't scared or anything
2: <laughs> what was um the, the outstanding memory other than that of Job jesus you mentioned to me earlier the amount of eyeglasses that oh we had. my but, but goodness. Just, just on reflection.
3: Yeah, I had one good one and one bad one. Let me do the bad one first. There was a lady, beautiful, in a wheelchair, um, black, said she grew up on an Indian reservation, but she she didn't believe in Jesus, and I was, and she was eating some of the ice cream one of the people just, you know... and. She's got clothes from—I said, you, you, you don't believe in Jesus, but you're at this whole thing with all the stuff in your hands, and you're going to go over here and, in the line to get a massage, possibly, and maybe get some glasses. All of this stuff is being supplied by Jesus. And you, you had said not to argue, mm-hmm. but I was just pointing that out. <laughs> 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 you, see fact, say, you see my shirt? I said, you see my shirt? said, joy of Jesus. All the stuff that you have collected and you're still getting in line for more stuff is all provided to you by Jesus. Well, I don't believe in Jesus. I just believe in the Great Spirit. Give me
2: the ice cream. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) That's exactly what I wanted to say.
3: But I did not say that, Pastor Ron. But it was going through my mind because you said not to argue. So I just kind of, and she just was going on. And I heard your voice say, when people stop listening, stop talking. So... It was very hard for me to do, but <laughs> I, I moved on. And but I have a picture of her, so I, I get to pray for her. Every hey, day. We'll save
2: the good thing for the Mother's other up. side. Of the break. Mm-hmm. Hey, we would love any comments or questions three four zero ninety five eighty five. That's area code two one zero or toll free eight seven seven six three zero KSLR. This is the date day edition of the Word to Stand Up for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh and Carver Chaplin Center, Junior Texas. We will be back in two
0: minutes
1: welcome back to the word to stand on for life we're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll free 877-630-KSLR now here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh.
2: Welcome back to the second half of our date day show, three four zero ninety five eighty five. We're holding our breath for the good thing, other than leading that lady to the Lord. Okay,
3: so there's a whole lot of times when you say, "Like I'm leaving you Saturday," that I ditch you. This year, I told myself, "Look, Paula, we're supposed to go two by two, and my my other one." Is Ron. So I think I did really well this year. You know, you didn't have to look for me maybe just one time, but staying with you two by two, I think I get a medal.
2: <laughs> <laughs> if you do say so yourself.
3: Oh, oh there goes my reward, but yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, I, I did really well hanging out with you, making sure that, you know, you didn't fall in any holes or. Bump your toe on that that dumb rock there for a tree, but
2: it's just it's a very that's a very difficult place for me because I can't see it shadows and, and there's shadows everything I, I, I just completely lose my ability to see yeah and um step in holes and <laughs> that know. kind of stuff yeah. so yeah, thank you for hanging out with me
3: It was my pleasure, and the other good part about that you and I two by two still the security team they made sure we didn't die too. <laughs> we had somebody just was walking around making sure we were okay, you know, because it was kind of this. Our world is so evil now, and they were maybe nervous a little bit because the attacks around the country and stuff like that. But we had our own security guard, and that, that was kind of uncomfortable, but sweet. It, it was sweet. We didn't ask for that, but it was sweet. Yeah,
2: I think I'm gonna ditch that next (laughs) door. I mean, I I really appreciate the heart. I really do. Yeah, I know. But, you know, Mm -hmm. we might need security. I know, I know. Okay, the rest of the show. the one
3: time when I had to go somewhere, I was free to say to the young man, don't let him fall, please. You know, (laughs) because I I had to go dance. But yeah, it was so much fun. The kids, we all had a great time. But yeah. So, um, my other thing I wanted to talk about is, um, you had a question, making Jesus the center of a marriage. You know, um, I really like that because a lot of people want to hear how our marriage um, got to be where it is. This is my turn to ask you, Pastor because it's my <laughs> show. Um, how how it became this way and how it is um, enduring. Okay, take it away.
2: Well, what's the specific question? Okay, so how did Armitage? What? How?
3: Okay, so how did um, Mama Paula not kill you? Maybe I don't know. Let's see. (laughs) (laughs) You better jump in because I can get some stuff. Um, Yeah, let me see. When you she asked you to go to church that first time, when you said yes, um, that. See, you're forgetting. Okay, good. See,
2: I'm old. Okay, even though you're older. The the Paul used to go to church on Friday. Yep. Because I said, Look, if you want to hang out with me, mm-hmm. you gotta to learn to play golf. Yeah. Because on Sundays we played thirty six holes of golf, two different courses, first light, yep. and then have a quick lunch and then go someplace else. And um um you were going to you found a church you made on Friday night. That's so you indeed. could could be obedient to the Lord mm-hmm. and be obedient to me. Mm-hmm. And um I I just kept saying, no, no. But the closer I got, one day I came to you and I said, you going to church tonight? What if I go? And then then it didn't work out. So we went on that Sunday. I got up and said, let's go to church. And it couldn't knock you over with a feather at that point. (laughs) So that's the first time I went to church. And that, oh, I got so angry because I, I didn't know how the Holy Spirit worked. And I went to the church, the pastor was preaching, and it seemed like every single word, he was staring at me, and every single word was just cutting to the deepest parts of my heart. And I looked at you I said, how dare you tell him what's going on in my life and and putting our business on the street. I was so angry. It took me a while to realize, hey, that's just the Holy Spirit saying, hey, I see everything. (laughs) And for me, on that
3: same story... That was the lamest message I ever heard. I'm like, "Why is he coming to church today?" He didn't say anything. And so I didn't know how the Holy Spirit worked back then well either. so go ahead well
2: but but that's what but but you know, obviously it takes time to break old habits and and really, the key to a successful marriage, and because we've been married so long. Um, because that's now unusual. People always ask us, well, so what's the secret? And that's the very reason I tell people all the time. I say, oh, is this your wife? How long have you been married? And then I say, we've been married 51 years. And, and you know, their mouth opens and, gee, what's this? Well, because I can, that gives me the opportunity to say it's Jesus. It's Jesus. And so keeping Jesus at the center of your marriage, keeping him the priority... Is pretty straightforward. Each individual in the marriage has to be committed to, to loving Jesus first. And then the husband and the wife together, one flesh, they've got to be committed to keeping the word in the center of their, their marriage. And, you know, Paula, one of the things I say that people get really frustrated with, the only way to negotiate a problem in a marriage is to figure out what Jesus says and do that. Mm-hmm. You know I say all the time as Christians we have to agree with our Christ. Yep. And you and I a long time ago decided that whatever he says goes and whatever he says goes is going to be the the thing that rules our relationship. And that means if we get angry, if we get frustrated, if we get impatient, then we got to take a step back and say wait a minute. What would Jesus have me do here? And then we agree to do it, so it's not your opinion or my opinion. it's not who wins this well, you always win the argument so so it's it's about my turn or I know I'm right in this. The only thing is what does the word say and it's so simple to find out what to do in every situation. what isn't simple to do is to to crucify the flesh mm-hmm. and it says, "I want what I want mm-hmm. and this isn't fair and um um that's the key to to Having an abundant marriage um it doesn't mean you won't get frustrated we we're, we're you and i we we couldn't be more different uh, we think differently we speak differently now the older we get the more like each other we sound but but um we have decided that what Jesus says goes, and he blesses that yeah. and that's that's the key to um a marriage, whether you've been married a week or 51 years. Yeah. What's that scripture? If you lose your life, you'll find it. I personally think that's the, the scripture that takes the most faith in all of our Bible. Yeah. yeah. Jesus said, if you find your life, you're going to lose it. Yeah. In other words, if you pursue what you want, if you pursue your goals, your dreams, Um, then, you know, what what did Solomon say? Uh, It's just a grasping after the air. Vanity, vanity, it's meaningless. Well, that's what happens. But when you lose your goals, when you lose your dreams, and you simply tuck in behind Jesus and say, okay, onward, I'm going to follow you, um, that's when you find it. And he said, if you find your life, you're going to lose it, but if you lose it for me, you'll find it. And Paul, I think that is the one passage of Scripture it takes more faith to believe than anything else in scripture.
3: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I have a friend, um Pastor's wife friend, when she when she got married, she uh, always wanted to be a missionary nurse. Well, when she got married, she married a pastor and they have four kids right away. Out the window come go, goes the missionary nurse um, pursuit. So anyway, many, many years later when the last son, because they had four sons And the last son graduated from high school. Missionary nurse opportunity came available. God never forgets. And so because we want to fight and scratch and claw and get our own way and do our own thing, um, God's not free to work. And even if we get what we want, and I'm talking to some ladies out there who know it, you can rant and fuss and pout and cry, and he gives in and and you get your way, but that never satisfied. If If I was at church, I would say, Do I get it? Amen. Yeah. And they would say amen. But, um, yeah, you, we want to let God do it. So what does he say to us? He says, wives, without a word, let your husbands be won over by your, it's really obedience, but by your behavior. And so do I trust God that I don't have to pound, nag you? I have been able to say over the years that's, that's the other thing learning how the Holy Spirit works being able to say to you sometimes one time something and then leave it at that and I don't know or maybe I'm telling you my secret right now <laughs> I don't know if I want you to hear this maybe
2: I know all your secrets <laughs> but there are no secrets, are no secrets after 53 years yeah. together
3: so anyway I can just leave it there and then I pray and ask God and then before too long it's like it was your idea that's
2: really cool. That's, With, that's the Lord working You You touched on something, and, and it's one of the sayings that I hate the most. And when Christians say this, it drives me crazy. But people will say, happy wife, happy life. Oh, that's
3: just wrong. And
2: it's just so obscene. <laughs> and and, and think, the, the idea is, well, okay, I'm going to compromise because I don't want And wives have learned to, to use that and manipulate people, their husbands period. through it. We, we, just we do. all know how to do that. It's simple. Happy Lord, everything works, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah,
2: that's all He wants,
3: yeah, I agree, but it takes time, you know, it takes time to learn that, um, and that's why last night in your when you ended, if we will do things God's way, try it, just try it, things work out better, yeah, so try it, ladies, just be <laughs> obedient to what the Lord says, and things will get better. Even if they don't get better, you'll have peace. You know, um, I tell ladies this all the time. Don't argue with your husband. Don't fight with him. Because as long as he can fight with you, he won't fight with God. If you'll get out of the way and just pray, do your part, even through clenched teeth and a closed mouth, God will be able to work. Um, For me, I've always wanted to... Let people, let ladies in particular, know their value to God. Just like with Tish, God sees the whole anthill, but did he see her? Did he see Tish the ant? Yes, God sees everything. He knows everything. He knows our hearts. He knows our proclivity for rebellion or selfishness, Um, but he wants to help us through that. And so if we will just trust him with us And say, okay, Lord, like you said earlier, I don't like this, but I love you and I trust you. Um, And uh, that that scripture, you know, and we know that God works all things together for the good of those who love him. Now, that's key. You got to be born again. You got to want to um, please the Lord. Find out what pleases him and do that. Um, But yeah, submit to him and submit to your husband, even though you may not like it.
2: And not just in marriages, but in since you brought the verse up in in any situation in our lives, we who are believers have got to know that romans eight twenty eight is more than a wall plaque yeah. that it really is a promise from the Word of God, and in the middle of difficult things, in the middle of struggles, the struggles that God uses to strengthen us and to grow us up in the middle of those struggles, we can take a step back and say, "You know God, I know you're working." These circumstances together for my good, mm-hmm. because I love you mm-hmm. and I am called according to your purpose. And if you can really say that with your with your marriage, um, we've got we've we've got a plan. God has a plan for us. You mentioned Acts seventeen twenty six uh, for the lady that you were able to pray with to mm-hmm. receive the Lord. Um, um, God brought her there from horrible circumstance, mm-hmm. but He brought her there because He knew. That she would meet him there and 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 all we have to do is is trust that yeah and if we 'll trust that then we we, we don 't try to manipulate on our own those things and just agreeing with Jesus that's been our key
3: yeah you know but um, watching our own kids our own sons with their wives um, our boys in particular know the before us and the the newly um, saved us because not too long after you got saved, uh, you went to Bible college, of course, and then we came here and they stayed in California. Well, just like when they first would call and say, are you guys still here? They see our relationship now. They want that, but they're not quite sure if they want to give up the world quite yet. Um, but their kids are watching how Find grandma, life, grandpa. lose it. Lose Maybe. it
2: for my sake, Jesus said, and you'll find it. Yeah. That takes faith. Yeah,
3: yeah. And your study um, was that Sunday, follow me as I follow Christ. And so my my uh, calling is for ladies, necessarily. Um, and it's First Peter 3 that I mentioned before. Just do your part and let the Lord do his part. I want ladies to know their value. You, were, we're trying to find our value in what we do, what we have, how we look, um, and, and discounting the fact that the God who sees me, like Hagar, you know, like Leah in the Bible, Hagar, a slave mistreated by the Christian woman kind of person, and... She had to go back. That's what Annette was talking about too. She had to go back. Things hadn't changed. Just like in in some people's marriages, things may not change, but Hagar realized that God saw her, and it changed everything. When you finally realize that God cares about you, even though the circumstances may not look like He does, people are still like you were saying yesterday on the radio program. People kept saying, "Well, why does God allow you know bad things to happen?" Why does God get all the credit when good things happen and he gets doesn't get the credit when bad things happen um that's where we that's how we think, but God is only good, and He has only good for us and being in Leviticus, <laughs> oh my goodness, all the detail that comes up in there is like, wow, God really does care, he really is involved and knows what's best and so I I want the ladies to know, look, you're valuable, not because of what you do or anything. The value was set by the buyer, and his name is Jesus.
2: We know this. We love him because he first loved us. I know. And and until we really get that, by faith, deep in our hearts, um, we're going to to suppress our own value. And when we do that, it's just human nature, we're going to try to establish our own value. And, and it just never works. And the reality is, whether it's these big questions, why does God allow evil things to happen in this world? Or little tiny questions. God is so crazy about each and every one of us um, that all we have to do is turn to him and say, now, I need your help now. Mm-hmm. And he'll always be there.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And all we've got to do is be willing to come to him on his terms and and, and die. I mean, crucify the flesh. And instead of walking by reason, or walking by sight, or Mm -hmm. walking according to circumstances, Jesus just asks us, will you trust me? That's what walking by faith is. Will you trust me? And every Christian listening to this program, intellectually we know that God's trustworthy. (laughs) Intellectually we know Mm -hmm. he has our best at heart. Mm -hmm. But practically, he doesn't move fast enough for us. Mm -hmm. So we just sort of push him out of the way and say, I'm taking over now and we find ourselves getting in 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 deeper and deeper. And and Jesus is always standing there it's sort of like his arms are open. It's like when when you heard we were coming to San Antonio and you said, "But but who's going to save our kids? You know, our kids aren't saved and mm-hmm. and I'm going to leave." And yeah. and that's when God gave you Isaiah 54. You're so spoiled. Everybody gets a life verse, you get a life chapter.
3: Well, you know. <laughs>
2: He loves me for sure.
3: He loves you too, but I'm his favorite. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. I don't know how much time we got. Three, four, zero, ninety-five, eighty-five. If you have anything you want to ask, Paula, um, Paula.
3: Yeah. The other thing too, even in a marriage, if 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 the woman is the one who's a Christian and the man isn't, you said this, and I have it circled and highlighted in my notes from um, the Acts twenty study. Remember, you are on display for the Lord. We are an open book in the good and the bad seasons. We have to remain consistent. And that takes work, too, because, you know, like we're saying, we think when bad things happen, God, where are you? Why did you let this happen? Um, When the good things happen, oh, I'm good with that. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. But to remember that we're on display no matter what, um, that, yeah, we're not going to be happy when bad things happen. But we still, just like with Natasha going through her stuff, um, she remained. She said, I knew I still needed to be at church. I knew I still needed to serve other people. Um, and so, and she, bless her
2: heart, every time she was here, she came up, got in my face to let me know she was here, mm-hmm. and okay. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. I don't know what to do, but it's that, mm-hmm. that kind of humility. You know, Paul, you, you talked about being an open book. And this is, a, um, I like to say, especially for young married couples, but, but this is key for every married couple. There can't be any secrets. Mm-hmm. You can't have a life that your wife knows about or your husband knows about, but but holding on to a part of your life that they don't know about. And and there, there's, there's great humility in being accountable mm-hmm. to one another. Mm-hmm. And the two best words that you can say to somebody... When you've blown it, is I'm
3: sorry.
2: Yeah. Or I I, I throw three in there. I'm so sorry. Mm. And and you know the tumbling. You don't want to keep messing up. Mm-hmm. And um, when we do that, uh, it, it demonstrates an earnestness before the Lord that enables your spouse to trust you a little bit more in in those situations. And 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 not keeping anything. If we're going to follow Jesus. Everything he does is out in the open. When he was accused of things, well, you heard everything I said. What did I? Mm-hmm. What did I say? Mm-hmm. You know, if you've got something to accuse me, accuse me. Um, we've just got to be men and women who walk in the light mm-hmm. with Jesus, because he's he is the light, and that covers all the darkness. Yeah.
3: You know, I was thinking today because you know the study that I'm doing um, Saturday, Saturday, this Thursday. Yeah. Saturday, um, getting rid of all bitterness. You even made mention of that last night too. Um, forgetting your past. All those things that hurt you. Forgetting that. And the question I will ask, and I've been asking myself um, whenever I'm holding on to that hurt, why won't I let it go? Why won't I let that go?
2: I'm going to put you on the spot. Go What's the honest answer to that question right now? I don't want to. That's exactly
3: right. I don't want to. Uh, because if I can hold on to the hurt that somebody else hurt me with, um, I'm not really looking at my own heart. It actually feels good for
2: for a short time.
3: To be mopey and mad, yeah. and you know, yeah. you think you're in control. You're you're setting a a, a terrible to, a tone in your home. What happens is people who hold on to grudges and bitterness, they act out so they can get the attention. And God says, no, no, no. You get get your attention from me. Give me all that mess because you're an open book, you're on display, and if you're still walking around like your shoes are too tight and you're mad all the time and you're depressed and you never have anything good to say, we're misrepresenting the Lord. And so you said, leave your past pain and hurt and old friends and all that stuff that's hindering your sweet fellowship and freedom in the Lord.
2: Uh, Let it go. That's our verse that we love. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. The old is gone mm-hmm. and the new has come. And yet we spend so much of our time going back, digging through the old stuff, trying to find it again yeah. Yeah. because it feels good for a moment. Well, this is why I feel who I am and this is why I'm angry. Uh-huh. And and then we pay the price. We, we suffer the consequences yeah. of that kind of behavior.
3: Yeah. We always say people are the way they are for a reason, but that's why Jesus came. So he could free us from Yeah, they don't have to stay that way. <laughs>
2: yeah. And 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 say people have to stay that way. They yeah. they have no, don't have no, no choice. choice. No help. But we have been set free. Sin shall no longer King James have dominion over you. And yet we go dig all that old stuff up. Yeah. We get angry yeah. and sin establishes control all over it's again. It's
3: called a foothold. That mm. gives Satan a foothold. It's level ground for him to have full access to just beat us to smithereens yeah you know what people say
2: all the time Paul. being a christian is hard no it's not it really isn't Mm-mm. not being a christian now that's hard oh yeah but being a christian is simple being in a christian marriage is simple do what jesus says mm-hmm. instead of what you want yeah it really is that straightforward yeah. yeah who's in charge i said that in the bible study last night yeah it all boils down to who's in charge yep. Of your life, who's in charge of your thoughts? Yeah. Uh, who's in charge of of the direction that your future is going to take? And if it's you, trouble ahead. Big trouble. If it's not, yeah. Jesus in charge. Yeah. Blessing ahead. Yeah. Go in the bedroom. Hey, thank you cry for out tuning the in. Lord. You've been listening to the daily edition of the Word to Stand Up for Life. Yeah. I'm Pastor Ron Arbog, Lord willing, I'll be back tomorrow at four o'clock on AM six thirty. The Word. He's we'll see willing. you then. He's willing. Bye bye.